Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. that 
On October 14, 1982, in a speech at the Justice Department, Ronald Reagan declared war on drugs and likened his determination to stop the flow of illegal drugs into the United States to the French army fighting the Battle of Verdun during World War I. The president quoted a French soldier who said, There are no impossible situations. There are only people who think they're impossible. The irony of Reagan's comparison is not lost to history. The Battle of Verdun was one of the longest and bloodiest of the war, and while the French did technically win the battle, it took the lives of nearly 300,000 French and German soldiers and caused more than 1 million military casualties. The collateral damage of the battle, which lasted 302 days, has never been properly quantified. The toll the battle took on the civilian population of both France and Germany was astronomical. The war on drugs has had comparatively similar results. A phrase first popularized by President Richard Nixon as one of his law and order initiatives was resurrected by Reagan and every single one of his predecessors, three Republicans and two Democrats, the third Democrat's use of the term is still pending, waged one of the most futile and misguided campaigns of the last 100 years. The war on drugs has led to the rise of massively powerful cartels and South and Central America, empty rhetoric from global politicians and condescending authorities, the highest per capita incarceration rate in the world, and a steady stream of drugs flowing into the United States as if there was almost no drug policy at all. So maybe not the most uplifting topic for tonight's show, huh? However, an anniversary like this does give us an opportunity to focus on the middle component of the unholy trinity of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Of course, drugs can be a scourge on society, and addiction is nothing to laugh at, but there is no question that drugs have been one of the great muses of rock and roll. So tonight, we explore that subculture of this music we love. Tonight's music ranges from the sublime to the jarring, from the thought-provoking to the ridiculous, from the confessional to the preachy to the cautionary tales. We are going to explore the seedy underbelly of the world of rock and roll through the eyes of the people who have lived through hell, the people who continue to ride high, and some on the outside looking in, trying to figure out what all of this means. Tonight, The Weekly List wants to talk to you about drugs. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is the weekly list. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080, 95. Yeah, did I do that right? AM 1080, FM 95.1, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us. Once again, for another edition of the weekly list. You know what I've been thinking about all week, Daniel um, G. Moyer? You should probably write down the, the call letters. <laughs> you only work here, dude. I'm just here visiting uh, in to screw around. You remember that uh, that episode of uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, where oh. I can't remember if it was Epstein. It must have been Epstein. Maybe it was Washington. One of those guys started uh, smoking weed. Uh, on on uh, during, uh, uh, and like and like they they did an intervention, and I and and that. like all I can, all all week long, all I've been able to think about is <laughs> is John Travolta as Vinnie Barbarino, wandering around the 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 uh, sweat hogs classroom, going "Give me drugs, give me drugs." <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show. That was a really underrated sitcom. You know, the other show that I remember from that I was thinking about this week was What's Happening. 
Oh yeah. Remember they they go on the bootleg. The, yeah, 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 the yeah. Doobie Brothers, yeah, the Doobie of course, Brothers, you know right. where the name yeah, of the yeah. band came from. And I just remember, I think it was rerun that. I think it was Cornelius Bumpus, and he goes, which do be you be? For some reason, that just strikes me as really funny. So, I will speak with any doobie who do be around. Yes. 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 So yes. anyhow, the 70s were a wonderful time. Oh for some of the, and then we 70s. haven't even Cheech and Chong. So. I know. I, I really, there's so many times when I have wished that I had been a grown-up in the 70s or like in my 20s in the 70s. You know, that doesn't surprise me. No, no, no. I mean, especially if you look at all the, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, um, all right, let, let, let's, let's get a couple of things straight. Let's get some ground rules uh, okay. about this, this show. First of all, um, the weekly list does not endorse illicit drug use. Absolutely. We do not. The weekly list does not judge. No, there is no shame. Illicit this is very, very important that right. we note, right. Mr. We are, we are, we are gonna, we are gonna, we are gonna like tread this line, man. We're gonna be. There is no shame nope. that we are going to bestow on any person, <laughs> despite their choices. Oh well, now wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> All I'm saying There's is a song coming up. That all it's all I'm saying is that if you imbibe in something, yeah, I, I to knock, each their own. Knock right? yourself out, man. Absolutely. But, but you know, be responsible, be safe. Oh, certainly. Because I mean, with everything, there is a responsibility right, towards right. others and being keeping yourself safe and others safe. And you know, addiction is nothing to mess around. No, it with. is not. Uh, so you know, if you if you do need help, there's there's there's. Uh, you know what? Really, I sh- you know I want you to just sort of vamp for a second. Okay. okay. Well, you know, and the thing about all of this is, I think that it we live in a society where there's so many addictions. There, there can be food addictions. There's gambling addictions. There's drug addictions. There's a lot of twelve step programs that are out there that are very care that are very very helpful to many people. So if you feel like you have an issue, make sure that you look those things up. And at the same time, it's possible to be addicted to the concept of addiction too. And it's, you know, you over rely on these things. Just keep a good solid head around yourself with this. Minnesota is home to one of the, um, um, the most respected addiction centers in, in the country, if not the world, the, yeah. the Hazelden Betty Ford Center. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just going to put this number out there. 877-793-5205. If you need help, uh, and, and if you ask for help, you will get it. And I'll tell you what, if you didn't get that number the first time, we will repeat this number again. 877-793-5205. All right. So that's, that's sort of just housekeeping. Right? Yeah. Okay. And that's important. Right. Um, I smoke weed. I do. I mean, I'll, 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 I don't do it a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I, I have enjoyed it when I've done it, and I think it should be legal. I think it's ridiculous that it's not legal across the country, mm-hmm. um, and you know I, I I I try to do it incredibly safely. I frankly I don't do it's it's a little it's very much like like drinking too much alcohol. It's a very um, I only do it in very special like it, it's very special circumstances. I got to sure. have like nothing going on the next day or two, and get, you know, <laughs> just, well, but, but I, I, I dig it and I, I really enjoy it when I've been able to do it. And, uh, um, I, you know, 
I've, I, I've, I've also, I've got a great, you know what? I'm going to tell this story. Right? Okay. I, I did mushrooms one time. Have I ever, I've got, I have yeah, to have told yeah, you this I story. Yeah, I kind of recall okay. this. I had a roommate my freshman year uh, at, uh, at St. Olaf College who was insanely large, like, like just, not just like, not just fat, but like just big, just mm-hmm. a huge man. He was um, as big as I am now when we were 18 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I did mushrooms once at Como Park Zoo and in St. Paul, and I spent over an hour staring at the polar bear who was sound asleep. It was a hot summer day, right? Polar bear sound asleep on the, like the, the, like just at the inside of the wall, okay. right? So like in a big pit. So you look down, like straight down, there's the polar bear. For an hour, staring at this polar bear, could not believe how much this polar bear looked like my freshman roommate. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> and like anyone who would come with any, anyone with, with, with like within a foot or two feet of me, like, look at this. Look at this. It looks just like my, my roommate. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with that. It's actually one of my favorite drug induced moments. Well, that yeah. sounds. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to tell it this break. I, I marked a spot. Um, I'm going to tell my own experience. You don't have any experiences. I don't have any. Here's the thing. I took a class on addiction as part of my grad school program. Sure. And we talked about what addiction really is. Okay. And it's possible to be addicted to anything. Right. But you could be addicted to water. When you were a kid. I'm probably addicted to sugar, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> right. I know that we're talking about drugs here. And yes. that's what I am going to talk about later on. Okay. Um, and what we're talking about with addiction is it's really a sense of altered consciousness. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah. I, whether I, it's drinking, whether it's drugs. Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, there, there's a couple of songs on the list tonight that like use, use drugs as a euphemism for love. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like, I, yeah, I, I know that's, that's a little, that's a, but one of the first things that every child has done is I think that as human beings, we all seek out an altered sense of consciousness. One of the first things that every kid, and I mean every kid has done, is play the game, spin, get dizzy, fall down. Oh, sure. Because that's altered consciousness, too. And throw up. That's yeah. what I would do. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's innate to the human being is this desire for altered consciousness. Absolutely. absolutely. It is absolutely, and it's just whether or not you can maintain control, keep some semblance of self over it. And when you can't do that, that's where places like Hazleton are very important. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, I'm trust me, you know this, I'm known to tie a couple on and have yeah. a couple drinks. Yes, 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 and you are. Sometimes I get a little overboard on that. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm an alcoholic. I think that I'm um, a binger. I think you need to not allow yourself on Facebook when you drink. Yes, I think that that's probably the wise <laughs> point. And, but but and there's I know the reasons why and why not. Um and I'll go into all of that stuff later on in a later story. Okay. Um but my point is is this show from my perspective, we're doing this on the war on drugs. I'm looking at it as I I think that just because something is illegal, everybody thinks it's immoral. I'm not sure that that's no, true. No. Because a lot of the things oh. that are legal, I also think it's it can be a problem. I, I have a friend of mine, and I think that you know him. I'm not sure. Um, but a friend of mine who went out drinking on his 21st birthday 
and vowed, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. And basically labeled himself an alcoholic on one event. And hey, at the same time, I don't have a problem if you're going to go and tie one on every right. once in a while. Right. And it, as long as you're cool about it. Or if you decide, I am never, ever going to have another drink or I'm never going to smoke a cigarette or whatever, that's cool too. The recognition that you're an addict is, is something that is um, um, I respect it. I like I I um, truly believe that I'm a compulsive gambler. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't gamble unless I go to Vegas. I go to Las Vegas and I have no control. I've got a really horrible story that I'm not going to tell tonight yeah. about being in Vegas and just like not. We'll do it. a Vegas show sometime, maybe or something. I'm never telling that story okay, here, yeah. ever. But like I have made, you know, and and it's it, it, it it's that compulsive behavior. Yeah. Um, so you're the 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 friend who I think I do know. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm I gonna... don't. I don't doubt that that person. Yeah, is actually an alcoholic. Like, yeah. but you have the one experience, and you think, you know, you have the wherewithal and the and maybe the self awareness and the rare ability to say, oh, okay, that's it, shutting this down. Yeah. Most people don't have that. Right, right. right? So I'm very impressed by him. But okay. Okay. So anyhow, we've anyway. got through those. So Rich, tell us about that first song. That I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to make another point too. <laughs> uh, I, 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 think, I think this came through in, in my intro, but I want to make sure I, I, I'm hammering this point home. We're not really going to talk much about the war on drugs tonight, um, mostly because I think the war on drugs is not just um, misguided, not just ridiculous. Actually, one of the most immoral uh, policies that the United States has ever uh, put into place, um, and it has been perpetrated by people I did not vote for, and perpetrated by people I did vote for, and um, it, it, just about every president in my lifetime, just about every president in my lifetime is guilty of having. Um, made horrible choices when it comes to drug enforcement, uh, including our, 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 our current president mm-hmm. for whom I voted, uh, enthusiastically. Um, but this is also the guy who pushed through the crime bill in the Clinton era yeah. that has caused, yeah. I don't even know what the number is, but there are more black men incarcerated yeah. today because of that bill than anything, anything else that's ever happened. Um, it has been a horrific, tragic disaster. And aside from all that, I really simply looked at it as the Richard Pryor principle, which is I remember as a kid being told I should never, ever, ever, ever listen to Richard Pryor. So what's the first thing that I wanted yeah, to you, do? You listen to Richard Pryor. And you know yeah. what? He was funny as hell. He was funny as hell. Yeah. So, but, And I still think he's funny. But I don't know where that comes from. But, but well, but that's that that's the don't do this, don't do this, uh, don't uh, well, just that's, say that's no. That's a whole different. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about. Yeah. It. just say no. Okay, kiss my. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> anyway, we, we've drawn. First song along, we heard. We, the, first we, song we heard tonight <laughs> was uh, from the Velvet Underground and Nico. Uh, uh, that was just the Velvet Underground. It was a song called Heroin. It's written by Lou Reed in 1964. I love this story. Lou Reed was, uh, I, I think he, I don't know for sure, but I think he was working in the Brill Building in uh, 1964 really? as, a, as a songwriter. And he, he had this job, and he said what they would do is they would lock you in a room, and they'd say, okay, write us 10 surfing songs, right? So uh, telling Lou Reed to write 10 surfing songs or you can't go home is, um, 
that that would not have been an advisable <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> so he just sat in that room uh, one day in 1964, wrote heroin, said, "Here you go." Did this, and he's it, giving a gesture yeah, that's one it, finger shy exactly, of a peace sign. Exactly, and walked out, and that was it. But he wrote heroin, and it, it, so. And this song, I, I I have difficult feelings about Velvet Underground. I go both ways. Sometimes I really like them. I have to be in the right mood for Velvet Underground. Okay. Um, and you know that I like Lou Reed. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to say, dude is such a pretentious twit he could be he absolutely could be. and he 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 did not suffer fools at all i like, understand had that. no patience i actually met lou reed did you really yeah uh we we uh um, and you lived <laughs> we went to see uh we went to see him at the orpheum in 1991 or 92 mm-hmm. the orpheum theater in minneapolis and this was back when like you could just run around to the back of the building oh yeah and, and the then, backstage yeah, right that was exactly classic. and so we did that and it was this, it was he came walking out, and his uh, person said, "Okay, if everyone will just line up, uh, Mr. Reed will sign autographs." He, he was st- standing on the uh, like the foot of his uh, tour bus. Mm-hmm. Mr. Reed will will sign autographs, and there were only about eight of us, and it was me and Annie, my wife, and Kirk Brown. Okay, okay, well, okay. Anyway, so and Kirk had come from New York City to where he was living at the time to to go to that show with us. And uh, so, and and the manager was passing out these eight by ten photographs of yeah. Lou, right? And Lou was signing, and I still got mine framed in my office. And and uh, uh, Kirk said, Kirk said, I, I came from New York to 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 see this, and Lou just kind of looked and went, "The city? Like, like, why on earth would you leave <laughs> New York City to do anything, especially come see me in Minneapolis, right? And, like, <laughs> had funny. no time." For Kirk at all, right? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I mean, Kirk, no, Lou Reed could be a jerk. Well, at least nobody, none of you guys gave him a copy of the New York album and say, I love this. Yeah, well, it's true. Well, it's true, but it's good that you I probably do you love that, do that album. Well, yeah, it's a good I, album. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, I agree with you that Lou could be pretentious and he could be um, completely impatient and, and, and had no time for anything that um, marred his view of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was Heroin by Velvet Underground. Yeah. Um, Nico is tiresome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, tell that to Jackson Brown, my friend. Well, I can't. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow, the, the next song that we're going to play is by Rod Stewart. And this is a really good song. He, this is a great song. I love this. Um, it's from the Atlantic Crossing album. 1977. Yes. Um, love this song to death. And it's basically... The guy's a Scotsman, and there's one thing that Scots are good at. <laughs> Drinking. Drinking. And you and I had an evening in Edinburgh where we yes, drank, we and I think we wound up singing Maggie May when it played on the radio, or on probably, the jukebox. Probably, and just probably that was kind of a sideways every night single yeah. person in Scotland that night, too. <laughs> so anyhow, this is Rod Stewart with Stone Cold Sober. I, I, I just need to say, uh, he co-wrote this song with Steve Cropper. Yeah, yeah. And Steve Cropper has one of the best guitar solos ever. Like my personal favorite Steve Cropper guitar solo is is the the solo, the solo that starts at like halfway through this song and then just doesn't stop. Right. I, mean, I love it. Steve Cropper um of Booker T and the Bo- MGs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a lifetime of classic songs oh, that have flown my, this through. This you're talking about the man who wrote Dock of the Bay. Soul Man. Yeah. 
I mean, I learned Soul Man that he was that, the oh. he was the, one of the backbones of Stax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know. don't have so much music without him. Yeah, exactly. So a, a great, and but but like does not necessarily get enough credit for being a great guitar player. No, and this is amazing guitar work. On this Thank song. you for bringing um, yes. Steve into this because it is important. Listen to the guitar solo. This is this is a stunning rocker from start to finish. Um, Stone Cold Sober by the true Scotsman that he is, Rod Stewart, here on KYMN Radio 95.
know she'll be the death of me At least we'll both be numb And she'll always get the best of me The worst is yet to come But at least we'll both be beautiful And stay forever young This I know This I know She told me don't worry about it She told me don't worry no more We both know we can't go without it She told me you'll never be in love oh, I can feel my face when I'm with you The Weekend with I Can't Feel My Face from his 2015 album, Beauty Behind the Madness. I uh, I love that song. That I'm, is probably I'm... the best Michael Jackson song to come out in the past 15 years, hands down. That yeah, bass line is, is to a, die for. There is no question he is a Michael Jackson disciple, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He had put out a really good album. Um, called Thriller a... in 1983. <laughs> no, no. The Weekend did oh, called After Hours. I um, see. Which he got royally snubbed by the Grammys, which yeah, I think is did. a crime. And you know what? I, I always thought that was a crime, too, until I saw The Weekend do the halftime Super Bowl. The Super Bowl yeah, halftime Yeah, you didn't show. move on that, that one. That was the 
worst halftime show I it was not ever good. seen. It, the the album is really good. Okay, it's a really great. good album. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> just dismiss this. But um, that song actually is about getting high on cocaine mm-hmm. with somebody else, and it was funny. Nobody really thought that until after he won the Kids Choice Award. For that song, and he came out and said, "You know what? It's it's not every day that you go and you just win a Kids Choice Award for a song about a bag of blow." Yeah, I, and I, I thought that's pretty funny. <laughs> some of the songs you give me, I have to go talk to my daughters about because I don't understand the some yeah, of the, music, I, the music you listen to. Yeah, well, and and so like I, I I'm, I'm listening to the song. I'm talking to my my, my youngest daughter. I'm like. Isn't this song just another one of those songs that uses drugs as a euphemism for love? And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure this song is about getting coked out of your mind. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what this song is about. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. But, you know, like a lot of pop music, they kind of code it lightly so that, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, that you the know. squares get by it. <laughs> no disrespect, Rich. You, did you just call me a square? <laughs> You <laughs> wait till later on. It's gonna get brutal. Oh, it's gonna get. There's a throwdown. <laughs> right coming. now, I'm just kind of ni- nicely poking the bear gently. It's not you, getting you. Really you poked the bear like <laughs> six days ago. Yeah, and you don't even know it yet. No, I don't. Yeah, so anyway, so I'm gonna take my dues. So what's so, next? Okay, next. Um, Liz Fair put out a fantastic album yes, earlier did. this year yes, called Soberish. Yes, she did. Um, this so far. Is probably my choice for album of the year, the Soberish album. It's a great album. Um, I liked the, the Taylor Swift one that came out late last year too. Um, Evermore. That's um, great. Those are both great. I keep going back and forth, but I really, really love Liz Fair. This song is called Dosage. Yeah, and I love the story that it tells. She's she's now she's roughly. Yeah, she is. She's in fact, in fact, I think she's right smack dab in between you and okay. me, age wise. And she's sitting in a bar, after, and this is she's ready to release her first album in a very long time of yeah. original material. And of course, somebody recognizes her, and Liz Fair recognizes her past self in this person. Uh. And it basically it's a conversation between Liz Fair and this would be future superstar, right? Who's trying to get Liz Fair to. <laughs> you know help her out and i just love this song so it's and it's got a great melody um it's got liz fair's um sense of humor yeah, yeah throughout her, it her acerbic wit yes, yes. Uh, there's there's a bits of sarcasm also at the same time on the same album there's a song called hey lou yeah that is lou reed was married to uh, uh laurie anderson yes and so this is Hey Lou is a song that you would imagine that Anderson would be singing to yeah. <laughs> to Lou Reed. So yeah. anyway. I, I think that that's kind of a funny yeah. connection. That's so cute. now we've talked about all right. Him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I I agree with you, shockingly, that this is um um maybe the best album of the year so far. This is a really wow. good album. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Silverish, uh, Liz Fair's twenty twenty one album. This is called Dosage ninety five point one KYM. to be just like you doing a little more than what I thought I could handle take a page from this well-worn book of fun night can lead to sex and scandal dosage is everything Go take your medicine 
think you're over, sir. I'd rather roll you a joint with me, the bartender sold me. Good things can be too much or not enough. I reach for words, dear Henry told me. Dosage is everything. Say we'll 
What can I be when I'm with you? I want to stay there. If I'm true, I'll never leave. And if I do, I know the way there. Ooh, and I suddenly see you. Ooh, did I tell you I need you every single day of my life? So here's how this is going to work. Um, I'm really quick going to tell people what that song was. Mm-hmm. You're going to say what you're going to say about it. Then I have what people would call a controversial hot take about that song. You with a controversial hot take. I know. Go figure. I, I right? know. This is yeah. so unlike you. Um, that was Got to Get You Into My Life by the Beatles, written by Paul McCartney in 1966 from the Revolver album. Um, I, had, I, I had three Beatles songs that I wanted to choose from. And I finally settled on this one because I have this opinion. Um, when I was uh, like it was, I was like thirty when I found out that um, Paul McCartney had actually written that song about marijuana, and that uh, and, 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 and I thought it was. I mean, I can remember being in high school and having a, my high school girlfriend and like 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 you yeah. know, singing. It was, it was, it's a sweet love song. It is. And and then Paul McCartney said it's about. It's about mott. It's about pot, marijuana. And, you know, here's the thing. It's about weed. I was one of those people that up until this week <laughs> thought it was just a love song. Because McCartney, he, he's, I mean, he's, he's a very good songwriter. He's one of the great songwriters about love songs. No and, question. I mean, just without a doubt, anybody who writes something like Yesterday yeah. and... Uh, here, there, and everywhere. I mean, holy cow. Got to get you into my life yeah. would have been one of my examples, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. And so, um, got to get you into my life. I've always thought about this. Oh, it's McCartney. It's a love song. And, you know, I can relate to it and all that kind of stuff. And so, it came on your list of six. I'm like, what the hell, Rich? So then I had to, of course, Google it. And then I found scads of yeah. <laughs> interviews yeah. where McCartney basically said, yeah, that's yeah. what this is about. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it in context of the Beatles' history, mm-hmm. and they they had first discovered pot a little bit before the f- recording of the Help album in the movie because they used to go off into their th- you, you, and you it know, was Bob Dylan. Yeah, that Dylan got into an inter- uh, got into a limousine with him and handed him all a joint. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a hotel room. It doesn't matter, but it was Dylan that introduced yeah. him. Um, so all of a sudden you completely changed. Got to get you into my life <laughs> for the, for the Beatles. So thank you, and I. I know that there's a bunch of people listening right now that went, great, thanks, Rich. You just killed one of my favorite Beatles songs for me. It's about drugs. Well, here's the wow. thing. Here's here's the thing about that song. This is my belief. Um, I don't think Paul McCartney is as avant-garde as he wants people to think he is. Uh, I think Paul McCartney, um, on many occasions, has been guilty of telling some tales. And mm-hmm. much like myself, 
uh, leans a lot on uh, um, conjecture and exaggeration, right? Um, when he says that that song's about pot, I don't believe him. I, I mean, so you think he's trying I mean, to be cool? It, it, like, like, yeah, I do. I, I truly do. I think that, like, now, I mean, he wrote the song, so today it can be about whatever he wants it to be about. It's fine. But when he was um, twenty, what, twenty-seven years old, writing that song, or twenty-six, twenty-four, writing that song, um, I think, I think he was writing a love song. I really, I really do. And he has like since made it into a song about weed. But I don't, I don't believe him. Well, there is a certain amount of revisionist history because yeah. ever since John Lennon's death, yep. I think that there has been a unfair deification of Lennon yeah. and an unfair... Um, Villainization? S- yeah, of McCartney. Yeah, I don't go by um, that Some saccharinism, you know, where he's seen as very saccharine. Yeah. Um, he, can, he can be, he can oh, be he schmaltzy can. and cheesy He as certainly hell. can. So, I mean, it gets into a lot of those things. I, it was interesting. I was having a conversation with somebody, a friend of mine, earlier this week, and they had brought up the question of, all right, everybody views Yoko Ono as the person who broke up the Beatles. And what if John Lennon actually was holding her back and not allowing Yoko Ono to become quite the performance or person artist that she was meant to be? Because you got to look at it. Yoko Ono... Her story pales because of the association with the overpowering legacy oh, of John sure Lennon. Sure it does. So did somehow John Lennon, her association with John, did that damage or distract her from her own artistic path? And and the, the cynic in me wants to say, well, I wish she would have recognized that long ago and, and, and broken off that... Uh... <laughs> That relationship then so she could go and, and blossom and be her thing. <laughs> Anyhow, and I just throw this out just Beatles. to be <laughs> – we both love the Beatles. The Beatles – the thing about the Beatles, Yoko Ono didn't break up the Beatles. The Beatles no, the broke Be- up because of time. They Beatles just aged. They, 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 Things end. Yeah, there was no way that those those guys were going to be able to Yeah, I mean there's some relationships that just end. Yeah. They do. Yeah, so, that, so there's that. Anyhow, yeah. that's our take on the Beatles here on Controversial Corner. <laughs> So go ahead. Yeah, I'm just go okay. ahead. Okay, hi folks, it's Rich. Um, listen, <laughs> nobody really needs to hear what followed uh, in that conversation. There was a, uh, uh, a one true meltdown done by yours truly, uh, followed by um, a truly ridiculous song that we're not going to play. Uh, Dan and I both talked about it, and uh, what followed here was unfortunate. Nobody needs to hear it. So instead, uh, please, <laughs> I don't know, maybe someday the, uh, the, the that meltdown in the conversation that will come up in some sort of outtake show or something. Maybe. We'll see. I, frankly, I hope it never sees the light of day. Uh, you will hear some references in the rest of the show to what did transpire. And, um, you know, you'll you'll hear me apologize to dan and and you'll hear dan talk about making a mistake playing a neil diamond song and just thank you for rolling with this and 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 please understand that we are really doing you a favor by by just cutting that part out so instead please enjoy this song by ike riley and shooter jennings called the war on the terror and the drugs a 95.1 kymn the one. <laughs> Hello, Ike. Hey, Shooter, you gonna slum with me a little bit and sing this song? I imagine my name being associated with this will bring this regiment up the Oh, line. yeah, with a bullet, with a bullet. Tell this dog a bone. 
What's this song about anyway? Uh, it's about wants and needs and death and sex and love and lust and kids and mostly the night you and I fought the war and the terror and the drugs together. <laughs> I needed a girl like I always need a girl. Cause you're weak and you're lonely in love. Oh yeah. Just for the evening won't mind that I'm leaving. you'll help you fight the war.
Immortal 1967 album Surrealistic Pillow. That was the the Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. We are back. Uh, I am uh, I'm a little calmer than I was the last time you heard from from us. And I uh, see sedatives work. Yeah. Well, you, you know, <laughs> give me drugs. Give me drugs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway. Nice throwback to <laughs> Vinnie Barbarino. Nice. Anyway. Um, no way on, on, on God's green earth were we going to do this song and not play White Rabbit. I, and that's the thing. I knew it. So I love that song. I really do. Yeah. I mean, that... It's, it's an amazing, amazing song. When I think about all of the counterculture that came about in the 60s, the sound of that intro on yeah. that song alone is enough. And see, 
I think it's super interesting that, like, again, great example of how we can look at one song, both agree it's great, and have completely different wise, yes. different reasons why. I think it's one of the greatest vocal performances in oh, history. Oh, Grace Slick is amazing on I that. Mean, the, the way her the, voice the, the, rises and falls. Yeah, well, the build on that, yeah. on, on that thing, and and she's, I mean, she, Grace Slick had one of the most powerful voices she did ever in, in rock and roll. And and she just I mean that thing is a slow burn yeah and it, it my my only issue with that song is it's not long enough. Uh, I see. I think it fits the space that it needs to. Oh sure, it does. You but know. but I, you, I, I, and I know this is I, why they have a repeat. I button, went, Rich. when 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 Grace Slick gets to that yeah. point though. I want five more minutes of that. I can. Yeah, you know, and well, God knows that Jefferson, Air, Jefferson Airplane oh, was, was 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 totally capable of doing it. Yeah, and five probably minutes. live it happened more than a couple we'll, times. We'll probably went for another half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Surrealistic Pillow. That's such a great record too. And oh. I mean, that is very evocative of the year that it came out. It, it, At least I was born in that year, yep. so I never experienced you, it. You are a product of the summer of love. That's right. Yes, I was born are. in the middle of the summer of love. You were indeed. Yes, or yeah. or I was born, dropped off on this planet, whatever yeah, you well, want. You were <laughs> deposited here. Yeah, I was deposited <laughs> here like E.T. That's, that's it. And not only were you born in the summer of love, you were born in California. In during, Southern California. During the summer of love. Well, that's yeah, right. but the summer of love was really happening in Northern California. Oh, yeah, San yeah. Francisco, San, Francisco. San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't get my coordinates quite right. I, for just, the I, just, I just think California. I, I like, you yeah. were born in California in the summer of love. Yeah. So Feed your head. Well, you know, and unfortunately, that leads you to making a lot of mistakes in life, like that Neil Diamond song. <laughs> That's where I'm going to pass it off, and then we're done. We're done talking about that. Time now for the Weekly List Haiku Corner, brought to you by Imminent Brewing, a truly poetic brewery. Here is your host, Haiku Rich. Rich, you know, I know that you're the host of Haiku Corner and everything, right? Uh-huh. Well, anyhow, I, I, you know, I was kind of dissing a little bit in the past and kind of poking fun at you with this whole haiku stuff. And and I figured, well, how hard could it be to write one of these things, right? You know, I'm like, okay, it's like five. It's really not hard at all. Well, <laughs> anyhow, I had a friend of mine challenge me, who's one of the people who listens to the show, and it's nice that we've got so many friends that are actually listening to this. Indeed. So, you know, Indeed. You, I can't, you can't wait for people who aren't our friends to listen to the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> I now have a lot of people who were my friend who are not well, my friend. Well, actually, there, there, there are a lot of people who are thinking, God, you know, Rich makes me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> So. <laughs> Anyhow, so I I had uh, I was challenged to use two particular words and make a haiku, and and I also wanted to send a message because you know there's a lot of things that drugs um, people get lost into it and stuff like that. So anyhow, I wrote a haiku. Okay, and I, I wanted to just see how hard it was, and there's some things that I've learned. Okay, so here's my haiku. Okay, ready for this? Yep. yep. Life seems so very bleak. Answers appear so oblique. You are not alone. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice, and that's it, you know that's that that's not that's that's. It's harder to do this than you think. It's not so hard, actually. But I mean, that's that's a lot better than just say no. Okay, good. Thank you. That's a All lot right. better than just say no. Well, thank you. That was my that was my stab. But that bar's and, and I awfully low. What that bar's awfully low though. Well, but that's a lot look, better I, than just say no. Right. You know, right. 
and sometimes I trip over stuff like that. But, you know, okay. Anyhow, I'm not going to ever do a haiku on this show again. Because, Why? Well, you know. You're, 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 you're always really welcome. At... You're always welcome. You're, you're the English major. Well, yeah, but you're haiku rich. You can contribute to Haiku Corner anytime you well, want. That was, thank you. Thank you for letting me kind of hop in there. Speaking of the bars low, I've got, <laughs> okay. I've got one, two, three. I've got six of them. Today. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Lay yeah, them on so, me. Yeah, some of these are not. Well, don't sell yourself short. Just lay it out. It's good for so much, like depression and the pain. So legalize it. Ooh, good. That, I think that's great. You say just say no, like that's a thing you can do. You clearly don't care. Ooh, yeah, you're right. I had a friend one time uh, tell me that uh, a line of cocaine is like a cup of coffee. Well, okay. they, remember when they sold Vibran when we were... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I yep. knew people that used to crush up Byron and, and like snort it. Yeah, okay. So, so go ahead. A cup of coffee. Um, you can keep the powder. I'll keep my soul, please. Mm. Mm, yeah. I love this feeling. I want to always feel this until I can't feel. My face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. This is my favorite one. Okay. <laughs> you know it's good when Rich loses it before. No, all right, all right. Tax it like crazy. And if you legalize it, Danny makes millions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes me sound like I'm a drug lord or something. You know, or, well. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Best for that. Wait a minute here. No Marley? No Grateful Dead? You guys are straight frauds. <laughs> I almost went with Three Little Birds just to throw it out there. I mean, it's not about drugs, but, you know. I would have happily played Three Little Birds instead of, you know. (laughs) That which should not be named again. Yeah, exactly. The Voldemort of the the weekly list. Anyway, uh, we want to thank Lauren Derek Myers for making the weekly list possible every week by sponsoring the show. Wait, hang on. I forgot something. What? My, what a delight. This has been Haiku Corner. Thank you, Eminent. That was what I forgot there. Okay, we're back. I want to thank uh, Laura and Derek Myers for uh, uh, sponsoring uh, the weekly list and for making the weekly list possible every week. They are, of course, the owners of Imminent Brewing, the sponsor of the show. I'm just glad that I didn't forget the end bumper this time. <laughs> well, y- you did, but I forgot it too, and right, that supersedes so... you forgetting it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm only human after all. Well, more, more or less. You're not even human. Like, you're just. <laughs> <It's> you're, just <laughs> not, okay. You're an alien. Continue on. Um, Anyway, <laughs> uh, we always start these shows by talking about the COVID stuff. Mm. And the COVID thing has been really up and down. And yeah. it's kind of, actually, there's been some situations um, um, not at imminent, but sort of around imminent. Um, and so we, we're, we're back to sort of being a little more careful. 
Um, so we're we're all, including me, we're all wearing masks again behind good, the bar. Good, I yeah, that's good. And, I mean, I know that you've gotten the booster, yeah, but still, I yeah. mean, for everyone. And so we're um, we're taking the precautions, and we're going to keep taking the precautions. And you know, if that's not your thing, then sorry, but get it to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. We've got growlers for uh, we've got growlers to go, and 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 uh, but if you want to come and hang out, we want you to come and hang out. We just want everyone to do it safely yeah. and responsibly. Anyway. So, you know, I, I'm going to be really curious as to what growlers you're going to be talking or what what's on tap this week. No, actually. Uh, Did you bring anything for me? I forgot. Oh, I, man, it's not even know. that I forgot. I just, I literally, <laughs> I was really sick this week. Oh, yeah. And, and like, it, it screwed up my whole schedule. So, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's an excuse. And I do apologize. And God, after the, <laughs> you the know, after, after the way I just treated you 20 minutes ago. Well, I, and I, I thought I, with the War on Drugs show and... You know, all of this kind of stuff. I was thinking that you'd be like, oh, you know, yeah, here, I, here's something I, for you. I or really, maybe you're, you're I really, just telling me to just not say, I, just say no, Danny. I really owe you a beer. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, anyway, um, if you're not vaccinated, wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, maybe probably a good idea to wear a mask, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and that's just, that's how it goes. And I, you know what, we're going to be talking about this for nine more months. I, oh, I truly believe I, that. I think that we are. I absolutely think that we are. Last week, I was feeling optimistic that this thing might be um, uh, on the downside, and I don't think we are anymore. No. Anyway. So, anyway. Uh, there's live music this week. Oh, really? Who's Wait a minute. The Zillionaires. The, thank God the Zillionaires are back. Um, there are four or five bands that we like to think of as our house bands. Yeah. And, 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 and the Zillionaires is one of them. And this, they're the final band to sort of make their triumphant return. And we're just... Good. So happy, Wendy Smith and Dave Drentlaw, your old pal. Uh, you remember Mike Legwold from? Oh yeah, yeah Mike Legwold yeah, plays player. bass in in in, uh, in the Zillionaires, and um, they're wonderful. Mike does a great uh, 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 Jayhawk song. Um, can you can uh, God in, God of the rich man and God of the poor? That uh, oh, okay, uh, that one. Uh, uh, I don't anyway. Don't Anyhow, that. when you see him this weekend, tell him hi. I will. I absolutely yeah. will. Boy, that was really compelling radio, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, Wendy Wendy Smith is, I think, in my opinion, all due respect to everyone else listening. Uh, Wendy Smith, I think, is probably the best front person in Northfield. Wow. I mean, she she fronts a band. She, she fronts a band as well as anyone I, I, I know in this town. Um, she's great, and she, I, I, in fact, I like to think of her as the, the Chrissy Hind of the uh, the Northfield music scene. Yeah. Okay. All right. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA. Mm-hmm. Cannon River Pale Ale. Prairie Creek Porter. Quick in the Red IPA. Question Mark Hill Wheat. Oktoberfest, which is I still think is the best thing on the tap. The Double Agent J Double IPA. And now, drum roll, please. La Tropical Sour Ale. Oh. Which is a, a key lime guava sour. Key lime guava sour. Key lime guava. How do you think of that kind of stuff? I I don't. Well, I know that. <laughs> that's gen- that's pretty amazing. That's pretty genius. I've had it too. It's pretty good. I have had none of those. And why would that be rich? Because I keep forgetting. <laughs> food trucks this week. Um, that's it. One. Um, there's a food truck actually right now mm-hmm. as you're listening to the show, but that doesn't help you. Uh, tomorrow night, Deep Roots Concessions. Uh, it's going to be that they're they uh, they they're kind of a Northwoods kind of a thing. They they've got okay. great sausages and pasties and things like that. Um, 
Wow, I just yawned on the air. <laughs> right in the middle. I, have, I am boring myself. You're boring here. yourself to death. <laughs> this is such a weird um, show tonight. It's <laughs> such I a weird show. I swear to God, tonight. one thing that we should have said at the very beginning is that we're not on drugs currently right now, nor mm. are we drinking. I've got a Coke Zero Sugar. That's right. it. We're not on drugs right now. But we will be. <laughs> it could very well be by the end of this. Uh, Imminent Brewing is open 4 to 9 on Thursdays uh, and Fridays. 4 to 9 on Thursdays. 4 to 9 on Fridays. 2 to 9 on Saturdays. 2 to 7 on Sundays. And as Laura always tells the staff, take good care of yourself and each other. Perfect. Perfect. All right. What's I next? really love them. The next song that we're going to play is by Elliot Smith from his self-titled album. I had not heard this song You before, had not heard And I, this thing is amazing. This is a great song. Okay, so have I... No. Okay, so I've not no. possibly no. atoned, but I did pick a really good oh, one. Oh, God, this song is so good. Now, Elliot Smith is one of these guys that I adore. He's a great singer-songwriter. Um, the best, closest to fame that he ever got is he had a song called Miss Misery that was on the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack. And he was actually nominated for an Oscar on this. Of course, he didn't win. He gave probably the most awkward performance of a song at an Oscar ceremony. But that was, was the first time, that was the first time I heard that song, really? and I loved it. He is brilliant. Um, actually, it's not the first time I heard it because I'd seen the movie first, right. but, but it didn't, yeah. The, the thing about Elliot Smith, um, he, if you... He's got a very dedicated fan base um, yes. that are very passionate about him. I love the guy. Um, he had an album called Either Or that is yeah. incredible. Um, it's also very sad. He He's had a lot of problems with alcohol and with, with drugs, mm-hmm. including heroin. And he was... The thing that I appreciated about his songwriting is very confessional. He was very honest. He didn't pull punches. Yeah. He was incredibly honest. Um and it fills me with tremendous sadness uh, the day that he died. He killed himself um, by stabbing himself in the chest with a butcher's knife yeah. in his kitchen. And that has haunted me. Yeah. And I've had my own issues thinking about ending oneself. Yeah. Um, uh, I had issues with that over a year ago when I went through a divorce. Um, and it does get better. Um, but Elliot Smith is a very haunted person. And this song is called Needle in the Hay. And it's it's about as honest a bit of songwriting as um, I think anybody will ever do. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it's, so. it's, as, it's as honest as you can get. Yeah. This is Elliot Smith uh, with Needle in the Hay on 95.1. Come to expect you in the head. 
album that was tove low with a song called not on drugs you had mentioned that that wasn't halsey no that was rich i know that you don't listen to much current music so this is what my role is so i brought tove to the table that's true that's true you're and i love you're you're here for the kids (laughs) she is also the saddest girl in all of sweden so she's a little which is saying something that is saying something i mean um this this song, I mean, she had another song that I almost thought about playing called Habits, Stay High, but, you know, okay, that was her first hit. I have always liked the song Not on Drugs, and right. it's really, it's it's basically a love song. It's saying, yeah, that's you know, not really a song about drugs, is it? No, it's really not, but yeah. love can be kind of drug-like yeah, in but, terms of but, altered but consciousness. That's, you know, no one ever declared war on love. At least, at least. Well, then, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, hey, <laughs> there's a, there's a whole lot of marriage equality things uh, that, yeah, people. Yeah, did. No, I suppose. No, I, I was gonna say, you know, I'm sure that Bill O'Reilly would, would somehow oh, find a yeah. way to accuse me of dequer- declaring lower, war on love. But anyhow, I anyway. love Tove Low. Yeah. I wanted to throw her in, just you know, because, hey, man, that's just me. I know. So moving on, there are two bands that um, I have. Over the last year or so, I thought, God, I've got to get, we have to get more uh, of these two bands onto the show. One has, is the Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. but you're not always in the mood for the Velvet Underground. I, I, I have to be in the right spot for that. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, I would like to have more Velvet Underground on the show. The other one is U2. Like, mm, U2 is is horrific. And now, there, there are a lot of people out there rolling their eyes right now, because a lot of people don't like U2. Right. Right. I really do like you too, mm-hmm. um, and and I like you too. Oh well, thank you. Uh, there are you two is really um, underrepresented on the on the weekly list. I have not played them much at all. I don't know that we've ever played a U two song as I've been co hosting. I you. can't. I can't recall. Like I don't I, think that we ever have. I um, I, I I played bad, which is the reason bad is not the song we're going to hear right now. Yeah, I played bad on a show. I don't remember when. Um, and like I don't remember what else hmm. I would have played. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, New Year's resolution for, for resolution for twenty twenty two is to get more U two on this show. There it is. Like it or not, folks. There it is. Um, so this song, um, this story actually relates to bad, but um, uh, Bono actually um, uh, introduced the song one time by saying. Um, I had a friend who was 18 years old, and um, for his 18th birthday, um, he and a couple of my friends um, celebrated his 18th birthday by buying enough heroin to put into his veins to kill him. Awesome. And, yeah. And uh, uh, he, Bono has talked, not extensively, but um, talked a lot about how heroin is a... Uh, uh, something that really he feels like is ripping Dublin apart. It is. Yeah. Um, I 
I've been to Dublin. Yep. And I got that front forward. I saw it. Um, there's a lot of spots. If you hang out um, around places in Dublin at night, I I was really taken aback by that. And mm. the song that we're going to play is Running to Stand Still from their 1987 Joshua Tree album. And I guess the thing I, that I relate to in this song, and this is one that you picked, so yes, thank yes. you very much for picking this, um, that it's about the hopelessness yeah. and how sometimes you need to tranquilize yourself in order to exist in overwhelming depression and yep. overwhelming unemployment that was certainly there and is there now. And I think about, I had mentioned my own history. I was going to talk about my own history um, with drugs and abuse. I have not been somebody who's ever done illicit drugs. So, I mean, I'm not a um, marijuana or... Um, uh, cocaine or anything like that, but I have been known to drink. And there was a period in about the three years before um, I got divorced where I drank a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, it, my, my piece of cake or my source was a very, very cheap scotch um, called Old Smuggler. And I used to drink regularly, like every single night. Yep. And when I started thinking about that, I, I went through therapy, and I strongly suggest that everybody try therapy at some point. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it's, it's life-changing. And one of the things that I, I struggled with and had conversations with is, am I an alcoholic? Right. And I determined that, no, I, I don't believe that I'm an alcoholic. I do believe that I have a tendency to abuse it. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about, well, why is it that – why did I drink so much? And I realized that I was – um, in a lot of incredible loneliness, and I was very de de depressed and despondent, and so alcohol was what numbed me in order to continue. Mm -hmm. And alcohol needed to be my choice because I needed a numbing agent. Yeah, yeah. And the problem that I have with a lot of the illicit drugs and things like that is I almost feel like I'm turning the keys to my brain over to somebody because I understand what you're saying, that you spent an hour looking at a panda bear <laughs> and just looking at it. Um, in my mind, for me, that's, for me at least, that would be a loss of control and turning over the keys, and I'm scared to death of turning turning uh, control of my brain over. And I I'd rather I completely respect that, too. Yeah, I'd rather just numb it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just rather dumb it See, down into just stupid. And that's my problem when I have too much to drink yeah. is that um, I become everybody's best friend. Yeah. And I, um, I behave inappropriately I, yeah. because I love you so much. <laughs> well, and, and just, I get yeah. that. And a lot of times I'm definitely, oh, I love you too. Yeah. But my problem when I drink is if, am I, if I'm in a sad mood, it just goes deep down right. into the sadness. Right, right, And so as a result, one of the things that I know that I cannot do anymore <laughs> is I don't drink scotch. And I certainly don't drink that. Well, I don't I drink the cheap stuff. I didn't realize that. Oh, okay, I, okay. I'm, you know, I'm, you're right because I've seen I've seen yeah, you have a because uh, that stuff is horrible because yeah. that is old smuggler is the reason it's cheap is it's incredibly powerful, and so I appreciate scotch for the for the taste, the history, and the flavor, and I've got some pretty good taste buds on it, 
But the, the thing that I try to do, and I've got the rule now that if I'm going to have scotch, it's going to be in public, it's going to be at a restaurant, and it's going to be one dram, and one dram only. Right, right. And right, so that's what I do. Right. So. We got to keep this show yeah. moving, but so thank you for this, thank, thank you for talking about that. That, that was my yeah. alcohol yeah. abuse story. Um, this song is by U2, "Running to Stand Still." It's about numbing yourself, and so that's why I told the story, and that's what U2 tells in this. Ninety-five point one KYMN, the Uxie.
You know what's always bugged me about rock concerts? What has always bugged you about rock um, concerts? Like, like anytime anyone sings something about like misbehaving, everyone cheers so much. Like, oh like, yeah, you know, the the, the uh, Captain Jack. You just sit at home and masturbate. Woo! Yay! Woo! That's so you know, I, 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 <laughs> I One of the funniest things that I ever saw was a number of years ago. The 1975 were playing at the Mall of America. They were doing an acoustic show. This was the first time I realized that they had a teenage girl fan club. Yeah, because. I saw them at First Avenue, and there's a bunch of rock guys, and I get to this thing, and there's nothing but teenage girls all around, and there's four or five of us that all look the same, that we're all about the same age, yeah. and we're wearing like our jeans jackets and stuff, and we looked at each other and had this, what the hell happened? Is there a point to this story? Well, yes. So anyhow, they were playing a song called Sex, Okay. and in the middle of it, he uses, he drops the F-bomb. Okay. And so all of these teenage girls went and squealed, yeah. and Maddie Healy... All of a sudden, rolled his eyes, right, right. and exactly. I just kind of and I this went. This is my point. Like that, you know, I went you know, perfect. I, you know, you know, the, the, you, you listen to a song and they you know, let's all go get stoned. Why everyone loses their mind? Yeah, you know, it's whatever. Ridiculous. I mean, don't you, get, you, don't be that person. Don't be that person. I mean, okay. come on. Well, good. Anyway. We agree on this. Well, okay. well, absolutely. That was Eric Clapton. Yeah, uh, and we're not going to get into 2021 Eric Clapton at all. <laughs> Thank you. That was 1980 Eric Clapton, right. who was one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, 1970, Eric Clapton, I think, is my like, second greatest all-time fan. But, like, I was in a band that used to play that song. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's, I, it's, this does not surprise me yeah. at all. <laughs> it's a good song. I, it's a fun song. Yeah, it is. Well, it, I mean, it, it's that a was, harrowing that was a, topic. It was, a, it was a song called Cocaine. It was written by J.J. Cale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clapton recorded it for his 1977 album, Slow Hand, which is a beautiful yep. fabulous album that's all that that uh, version from just one night has always been my favorite version oh, of, okay. of, of the song of the song Good. albert lee is the other guitar player okay the, uh, and, I, yeah, they're, they're, yeah i mean they, they, the way they work together it's just great anyway so folks that's going to just about do it for this here uh edition of the weekly list we are uh we are overtime what a long strange trip it has been oh I'm, I'm exhausted from this show <laughs> yeah. man uh, anyway um if you like the show you can stream it uh, KYMN website. You can podcast it by looking for the KYMN uh, uh, radio podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook. But now. But now, yes. You've been industrious this week. The Weekly List has a, uh, a Twitter account okay, and an Instagram account. Yep. We are at The Weekly List, all one word, all lowercase, at The Weekly List on Twitter. And we are uh, on Instagram, on the gram. We are... The underscore weekly underscore list uh, on Instagram. So, th- so there it is. That's uh, that's it. We 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 have we have taken tiny steps into the deeper world of, of of social media. And you know what I just did? I took a picture that I'm going to stick on that Instagram account of you explaining that we're on Instagram. Well, it, that's really just, meta. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Man, yeah, okay. I'm so wasted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, also you should go and find the KYMN uh, Facebook page and like that. You should also go find the KYMN Twitter page, yep. Twitter account, which is uh, uh, 95.1 The One. Mm-hmm. Um, you should also go and find the Imminent Brewing Facebook page. Yes. Go and find the Imminent Brewing uh, uh, Twitter page. I think it's, I think uh, Imminent's also got a got an Instagram account. Um, we're going to keep looking into all these social media things because yeah. you know, we, we, last week we, plom- we promised uh, uh, a TikTok. And, yeah. and, and this, week, this week, is it Twitcher? What's is it, it called? Is it the Twitcher? The Twitcher? We've, we've we're going to be on the Twitcher? 
Yeah, you know, somebody actually said that one day, and this would be really dangerous, is that we should have a Facebook Live going when we're recording this. That would be so dangerous. I th- that's the thing that I I like. We, we're going to talk. We've talked about this before. Oh. I want you to think. Get wrap your head around video because is, it's 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 coming someday. That's a frightening, frightening thing. Because it is, it man. is, it is. I don't want to. I. It's one thing. It's bad enough to have to listen to myself meltdown, but I actually have to watch it. I don't. I don't, I don't want. It. Anyway. All right. So what are we going to be well, taking out with? We, and we, and we've got next week. We're going to be a lot more. Next week's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Do you, do you even week. Do you even know what the topic is next week? Yes, I do. Okay. Good. Yes, I do. Good. And I'm I've glad. I've already got my playlist half built. Fantastic. I'm on. Uh, I'm this, on top of it. Next week's a show that we've been trying to put together for months. Like before you joined, I, I had this oh. idea to to do this show at least a year and a half ago. So I'm excited about this. Um. This is uh uh. I think probably the most poignant song I've ever heard about addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the tragedy of this song is it actually predicted and correctly predicted um, the demise of the person it's about. Um, Neil mm-hmm. Young wrote uh, wrote the song for a, a guy named Danny Witten, who was the original uh, guitar player in uh, Crazy Horse. Yeah, and is on um, the first couple of Neil Young and Crazy Horse albums, and. Uh, Danny Witten was a junkie, and 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 Neil saw this coming, man, and he wrote this song for Danny Witten, um, hoping that maybe it might be a way to deliver the message. Yeah. And uh, Danny Witten died a couple of years after this. It was a couple of years after this yeah. of a heroin overdose. And this is, uh, I don't know. I, I this is. Um, this is an amazing, amazing song. Well, Neil Young has a real gift for taking what would seem <laughs> like the... He has no problem getting to the hard truths oh, in his work. Not. I mean, whether it's Ohio or even stuff like Rockin' in the Free right. World. I mean, there's some elemental truth there. That's one thing that I've always appreciated about Neil Young's ability as a songwriter yep. and this this um this song and it, of course we're talking about the needle and the damage done is him tearing off all the band-aids and is getting as honest and then i think that this is one of the things that um elliot smith yep. got from neil young yeah yeah and it's it's a confessional type of songwriting that is um stirring yeah it is it is um Sort of on a side note, I I get real. I mean, I talk about my Mount Rushmore all the time. And <laughs> Neil is on my Mount Rushmore. I get real defensive, and not defensive, but I get dismissive of people who say, "Well, I don't listen to Neil Young. I don't like Neil Young because of his voice." I mean, come on, yeah, you know, give me a break. Um, but there is no song out there that is more suited to Neil's voice than this song. Right. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So listen to. Listen to the whole take of it, yeah. not just the lyrics, not just the sound of the track, but the way that his voice interacts. Oh, the whole thing, the yeah. whole thing. And he's singing. This is this is Neil singing to his friend, asking him to not die. Right. Folks, I love you, Rich. Yeah, Danny, I love you too, man. <laughs> Please don't die. Please don't die. Yeah. All right. Uh, and all of you, uh, this was a pretty real show tonight. Thank you for uh, listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys again next week.
knocking at my cellar door I love you baby can I have some more Ooh, the damage done I hit the city and I lost my band I watched the needle take another man gone Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety, 24-7.